Alright guys, we are no, live. No, no, no! Well, you gotta beat me to it. Yeah, that's the only way. I'm gonna beat you, alright. Yeah. You keep saying that word. Live. <laughs> We're not live! This is a recording! How can we be live? We're live recording. Yeah, that's what it means. You're not dead? Live recording. You're not yeah. an imagination, part of my brain? I want to be. How so sweet. You didn't yeah, have to say that. Not yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, maybe when you die. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just uh, keep you around in delusion. That's always a good place to be. <laughs> Delusional. <Sort of>. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of death. Yeah. We already covered that, about, right? Remember? Yeah, we did. We did yeah. cover death. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about experience. Yes. Experience and specifically some of those experiences that mm -hmm. touched us and changed our lives profoundly. Because, <clears throat> mm -hmm. like we were talking about on the episodes previously, yeah, the concept you hold in your head is at conflict with the reality when you actually get the experience. Yeah. So you have an expectation, you have a concept, and then you have what actually happens, and. In those situations, that's where you truly learn something. And don't get me wrong, a lot of these learnings can be extremely difficult. But with any newfound mm -hmm. knowledge or learning, it's typically empowering because you have a better understanding of yourself, the world, or things within it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, experience, the importance of experience um, is one of the core values that we're holding today. Um it wasn't like that for the majority of time, my lifetime, but um, I had a, a profound experience to realize the importance of experiential knowledge. Uh, this year, actually, uh, quite late. Like, like we talked about it before, I still believe the power of words, books, and those indirect methods of learning but I do find that experiential knowledge is the most comprehensive, in-depth knowledge that you can uh, obtain um, compared to others. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a lot of value in the knowledge that we do have or we can accumulate through mm -hmm. reading or other means because we learn a better way to explain our experiences yeah. when we have them occur. You know, maybe we have better vocabulary or vernacular mm -hmm. there you go look vernacular yeah so we can use words more precisely to communicate these kind of complex ideas yeah and mm, touch them in a little bit more rigid and accurate form for mm -hmm. ourselves so i think that's the real power but yeah i totally agree i mean there's just nothing that can be said that's more valuable than mm -hmm. your own personal experience because yeah. within that lies your entire perception of reality mm -hmm. and you're right i feel like it's a more recent development the value yeah. of experience or at least in the way that it's been marketed towards us mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of funny because there is a lot of marketing towards experience but with limiting factors or they want you to get a specific experience by buying something, you know, or like right. to go hike, you need to have the best hiking shoe or blah, blah, mm. blah. It's all these things that set you up to say before you can have the experience, you mm -hmm. need to spend a little bit or do something before right. you can go get it. But the reality is, even if you don't have those things, you're going to go get mm -hmm. a unique experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do, I mean, in terms of doing certain activities, you can do them with, with bare minimums, you know, bare minimums, like a hiking we did uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> we shared our experience in... Um, um, nature episode. Uh, yeah, the nature episode. Thank you. We did 37-mile hiking. Um, you know, of course, it would have been better if I... Um, we, if we had a pair of hiking boots and all that shit, right? But we did it yeah. without any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado Wilderness Mountains. Right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was hard. But there were also learnings because of those um, difficulties. Yeah, you know, because for example, I hiked in these shoes. You know, I didn't show you Two last time. Foot fetishes out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take off my shoes. 
But, There's the clip. Um, it was really dirty, by the way, so I washed them. I think I'm going to trash them probably in a couple months or so because it is cracks and everything, right? Took a toll on those shoes, for sure. But anyway, um, because I hiked this in, in the shoes, um, which are not meant to be hiking shoes at all, and 37 miles is special, those rocket terrains, um, I realized that more than the thought that, okay, maybe I need a, a pair of hiking boots more than the thought that okay i need to train better you know my cardio is bad um you know my knees not good and then my feet are just too soft uh not conditioned all those things right those are the things that i had more than oh i need i need more gears yeah, you know yeah for sure so yeah i think that's something that we get a lot in life when we actually go out there and get the experience without the gear or whatever, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. then we kind of arrive to the conclusion of, wait, what do I, what do I actually need to yeah. navigate this reality? Again, it doesn't necessarily need to be hiking, but it could just be a situation yeah. that you were, by other people's definitions or marketing definition, unprepared for, mm-hmm. and those give you, just like you're saying, the most opportunity to actually learn, and you really come to realize what's valuable and what's necessary. You know, maybe it's not your shoe, maybe it's something waterproof, but maybe it's just one piece of equipment or maybe it's something like you're saying, maybe it's just you need to be in better shape or conditioning. Mm -hmm. And again, it's very easy to regulate this to the physical realm because this is understandable probably to almost everybody. But if we're going to get into deeper things, yeah, which that's where we're heading, then it becomes a little more nuanced, a lot more personal and quite different than just oh i need to condition myself physically there's a type of maybe mental conditioning that's required Mm -hmm. or an adaptation of an ideology or certain beliefs Mm -hmm. that can take you further or propel you so you know if you're going through a breakup something like that depending on who you are the amount of self-examination that you do you might be able to take away some incredibly valuable information about the way you perceive other people, your expectations, or you could totally just shut down and say, oh, well, it was their fault totally mm-hmm. and learn nothing from it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's hard because there's always two facets to this engaging with reality. There's what reality gives you mm-hmm. and how you react to reality. Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's still true. Um, that's, I think, where uh, your maturity and experience come into play, right? Because that's everybody makes decisions based on, largely based on their previous experiences and their current knowledge, right? So, you made an example of um, a person. A person goes through going through a, a breakup. If you don't have any experience of breaking up then probably that person's uh, interaction with the situation will be very different from uh, those who have experienced them um, before, right? Yeah. So I think uh, talking about experience is very hard because there are so many variabilities. But also <clears throat> in this context, um, I guess where I'm getting at is that the more you experience, I think you get better to interact with the certain experiences. Yeah, yeah, entirely. And they, if you use the mindset that all mm-hmm. experience is basically the same or applicable to every other experience, mm-hmm. and then you you can kind of end up on this very effective treadmill where yeah. you're learning from everything and it's contributing and feeding to all the other interactions. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody drives, cuts you off in traffic, flips you off or whatever. You don't have to react to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to give yourself a second to say, does me reacting serve me? Yeah. Does it serve my goal? Does it serve my purpose? Mm-hmm. Does it serve the identity I have with who I want to be, but who also who I naturally am, yeah. right? How much of my willpower goes in play with that? And then you start learning like, oh man, I get to choose what experience or what reaction I'm going to have. Yeah. And basically I can craft myself in a manner that I like. Yeah. And when you realize that, it really does mm-hmm. give you power. You're like, oh, wait, I don't have to be upset about this. Yeah. Or I can be happy. I can enjoy this thing. You can choose how you want to feel about a lot of things. Yeah. But again, that only comes with enough time of navigating the realm where you don't choose. You react 
mm-hmm. and you get something in the reaction yeah. that you usually don't like. You're right. like, fuck. I don't like the way that made me, the way other people perceived me when I reacted that way. I don't like myself when I reacted that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. That wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. But I chose to react. And that's comes from every experience initially. Yeah. Like we talk about all the time, these embedded ideas and beliefs. Mm-hmm. The reaction that we initially have is belief. Mm-hmm. That's the first reaction. I believe it to be true. Yeah. And then react. Rather than taking that momentary second to think, right. well, do I accept this as true? Yeah. You know what I mean? That small little piece. And once you realize you can make a choice on that, mm-hmm. then it plays into everything else. It plays into how you react, what you say, what you do, mm-hmm. what you think, even the way you interface with the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you run a risk of being kind of, I think, not understandable to other degrees or you can be labeled as... I don't know, sociopathic, I guess, or mm-hmm. psychopathic by not always giving people a reaction they're expecting. Yeah, an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, is. sometimes yeah. people do things to piss you off so mm-hmm. they can get a reaction from you and elicit a response yeah. to make it feel like you care. I'm going to piss you off because if I can see that I got you angry, then I know you cared about right. it. And that's totally misrepresentative of some people's reality. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Some people literally don't care and that's why they don't get upset like they just mm-hmm. don't care but you see it all the time the jobs you work i've been one of those people it's like yo you're not giving me any emotional energy like you care about this thing so i am totally going to dismiss you and think you're a piece of shit or a shitbag that just mm-hmm. does not care about your work when in reality they're probably just thinking about other things at home or more important things for them mm-hmm. and it can be hard when we come at each other in these relationships no matter what they are uh, one-time interactions, friends, deeper, blah, blah, blah. And we think they hold the same value systems and expectations we do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of project it on them. And when they don't line up to it, that's when we remove them in our minds or in our hearts or whatever. Or we respond poorly to them or mean to them or mm-hmm. rude, dismissive, whatever it is. Yeah. We do things that don't serve us all the time. Yeah. Yeah, the workplace example is, I think... Um it's also a vast subject, I feel like, um, <laughs> because we have certain expectations, right? I, I guess it is a uh, um, very similar to society, right? Because society is organized in a way that we ha- uh, share certain expectations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the workplace is very similar in that way, but um, it is more geared toward uh, making more profit, right? Um I, I personally don't really care how other people or I do understand their, um, you know, characters or, you know, where they're coming from. I don't really care that too much, honestly, at mm-hmm. workplace because as long as we do the job, right, that's what matters at workplace yeah. to me. So I don't care too much about, like, trying to understand where other people uh, people are coming from or uh, how their opinions are, um, you know, justified, things of that nature. Yeah. I don't really care too much. I don't know where we, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about, um, you know, related to workplace, but. Just all the experiences leading up yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Expectation right. of outcome. Yeah. You know, so choosing to be reactionary or not to be, mm-hmm. does this serve me or does it not serve me? Yeah. And a lot of the times, those things don't serve you because you can't do anything to change somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, you can, you can lead by example and try to be an understanding person, mm-hmm. but you know, there's also a time to walk away from certain situations. But is there one? I for me, I think the when we're talking about experience, there's some specific and key experiences in my life that are yeah um, extremely defining for me. Yeah and changing who I am and are almost so big that it's even hard to say that I've had other as meaningful experiences. Though Those are obviously meaningful experiences as well, mm-hmm. but I'd say the biggest first one was when my mom died mm-hmm. when I was 19. Yeah. Battle with cancer. And it was something I didn't realize had such a profound impact on me and changed my life for years and years. Probably... Mm-hmm like eight years around there seven or eight years till i realized oh fuck 
I am not who I want to be. I've been kind of on autopilot because this experience was so impactful that I just strongly adapted and dug deeper into kind of a stoic mindset. Yeah. You know, without understanding that there's a very real need to -hmm. actually process things rather than just block them out with ideology. Yeah. And so I wasn't using stoicism as a processing mechanism, but rather as a mechanism to ignore and deregulate. Right. So all those things eventually felt like they culminated to failures down the road. Um, Another one being the biggest after that, like life impacting Mm -hmm. changing moments for me was when I cheated on my long-term girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, I quit my job, went to Thailand. This is years ago, not our recent trip to Thailand. That'd be (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) I don't have a girlfriend. I haven't had one in a while. So nobody cares. I'm just kidding. That's so hurtful. I'm sure somebody out there cares. Um, but no, so I remember waking up, not waking up, I guess, it, yeah, waking up in a One metaphorical yeah. sense mm-hmm. in, the, in the moment, in the situation, almost like an out-of-body experience. Like, this isn't who I am. What am I doing? What, this isn't my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a very zero one moment where I snapped back into reality and I decided right then and there, I'm fucking doing everything I can to resolve this. My life has been on autopilot in a lot of negative ways. And don't get me wrong. Like I had a great relationship with her Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, like obviously negative in some other ways, but there was largely due to me being able to, due to me not processing (laughs) a lot of the things with yeah. my mom's passing i mean not laughing matter sorry guys this fucker he's gonna have to deal with anybody want to fill the co-host slot is a little more sensitive um but yeah i think yeah and again i think people can have these life-altering events that they don't realize is actually affecting right. them you don't have to like your your parents don't have to die you don't have to experience like deep tragedy on that level to mm-hmm. still be deeply and profoundly impacted in a way that's not serving you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. People would be like, oh, the way you're feeling and all the stuff you're going through, your reactions are completely understandable. Mm -hmm. You know? But you can understand things without justifying them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important aspect as well. Yeah. You can realize, you know, maybe the way I handle relationships and my kind of bonding with people is unhealthy because I learned this as a child Mm -hmm. in my relationship with my father and my mother. Maybe they treat me poorly and I just felt like I was supposed to love them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or maybe the inverse. Maybe they treat you uh, greatly and you were never capable of loving them. You know, because you had difficulties with your own internal struggle to actually care about somebody that loved you. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not serving you well. Maybe now you're trying to form relationships with people that they legitimately care about you and love you, Mm -hmm. but because of the unhealthy first relationship that you had or the way you viewed love conceptually, you know, outside your experience Mm -hmm. was messed up. And so now you're continuing to project your expectation or what the outcome is going to be on everybody coming in the future. Mm -hmm. And so you always operate from the same place. You always do the same things. You always repeat this pattern of behavior. Yeah. Like, might be slightly different. The actions are different, but the root phenomena mm-hmm. is the same. And I think that's why you really have to go get experience and understand and dig and ask yourself, why do I behave a certain way? Why do I react? Why do I mm-hmm. think about these things? Because a lot of the time is things are not beneficial for you only because you haven't examined them. And the second you examine them, Mm-hmm. somehow it changes like just naturally you become aware of it just like when you become aware of a word you're yeah. repeating very often or a phrase right and if it's something you don't like or doesn't serve you then you stop doing it right you know yeah. or even like we just a moment ago we were just joking around about mr miyagi and karate kid mm-hmm. and randomly in this youtube video they start doing clips of it yeah so strange the second we start talking about things become aware of it mm-hmm. suddenly we see them appearing in our reality in our existence yeah which is kind of weird right it's a very strange phenomenon yeah i'm sure there's something um a word to describe it i'm yeah, yeah. I guarantee there i mean you can you can you know try to explain it right but I mean, I, I don't think it is important to know why, right? 
it happens. We all know it happens, right? And then I think that's enough to uh, really uh, make an important value to you that, um, you know, being aware of something and pay attention to things are, are beneficial. You know, yes. could be beneficial. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The small things that you think are totally not worth paying attention to because nobody mm-hmm. ever told you to pay attention to them. Yeah. You know, that's a large part. Nobody ever said, hey, man, you don't have to get angry. Actually, anger is a choice. So is, like, being happy. Yeah. So is love. All these mm-hmm. things, are a large part of them are choices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get into, like, the biology of things. Like, yeah, there's a chemical action occurring mm-hmm. that enables us to feel certain things more, maybe intuitively. Yeah. But there's also a large power to mindset. Oh, yeah, of That course. seems yeah. to bring forth these chemical reactions. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's very interesting. Neuroscience and psychology, it's an only growing field, but I think largely they're going to reveal how valuable and meaningful experiences actually are. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying like, hey, look, you go on your computer and you read something. I'm not saying that's not an experience. It is. Mm-hmm. But there's a very different experience when you're out there in the midst of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly there's a difference between experience of knowledge and experience of uh, experiencing the knowledge, right? There yeah. are two different things. Um, again, like we've talked about this importance of other methods, I would call them uh, indirect. You know, I think there's only one uh, uh, direct method of uh, learning through experience, which is actually experience, the subject of knowledge, right? I think experiential knowledge is, of course, there have been many um, debates, actually, even in philosophy, that whether or not experiential knowledge is valuable or you can say that experiential knowledge is better than the other methods. But it is certainly true that experiential knowledge gives you, even in terms of pure data, because you you gain more sensory data, right? When you reach something, yes, you can imagine, you know, your brain, uh, certain parts of your brain are activated in a certain way. But also, when you read, you, you're using only one sense, which is your sight, you don't smell, you don't touch, there's no... Of course, entire imagination, everybody's imagination is different because their previous experiences are different. Their basically database is different, right? That's why some people uh, get good understanding from reading uh, a material than other people. Because yeah. they're, some people are biased, I mean, there are many factors. But anyway, the point is, experiential knowledge gives you more sensory data. You know, you can entirely interact with the subject of knowledge. Yeah. Right? It's a lot more complex yeah. data points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that exactly. That go on that. Yeah. Right? And it's funny. You, yeah, the reading aspect is incredibly interesting because mm-hmm. I think about this all the time. When I see on TV, even TV or I read about it, and somebody depicts, say, like a beach, for example. Yeah. The things that you're totally missing are all the mosquitoes. Yeah how hot it is yeah the true. wind mm-hmm. the sound of the wind yeah and i mean we were watching a movie the other day and they're driving in a convertible on the highway having conversation like we are yeah and i'm like there's no way mm-hmm. <laughs> they can hear each other yeah like there's no wind sound the hair is not really blowing anywhere yeah. and it's just like okay yes i i get what you're doing i understand yeah. that but that is so far from reality yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy <laughs> to just sit there on the couch and accept mm-hmm. that is the truth. Yeah. You know, they can fool you in such an obvious way. Yeah. How much more can they fool you? I'm not saying somebody's out there trying to fool you. <laughs> that sounds fucking conspiratorial. <laughs> I don't want to get in that. But I'm just saying <laughs> that Yeah. There's a it's easily it's very easy to be tricked into believing something. Right. The trick in a way represent. that you don't even think that that's not wrong. That's y- wrong. Yes, and right? I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but Right. Don't or let that, that is be the different only from the reality. One. Yes. At least. Yes. Right? I think, you know, some part of it is at least based on the fact that we all assume that that's okay. Right? I think some part of it is, uh, um, is due to the fact that, yeah, it's different from reality, the actual reality, but, you know, we just assume that it's okay. Right? Like one of the examples is, is that in, in movies or TV shows, well, these days they do pretty uh, uh, good job depicting that but even a decade ago old movies if you watch them 
there's a, if there is a scene where uh, characters are talking, having a conversation in a moving helicopter, right? Um, they would just do it without any headset or nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in reality, it's, it's very hard to do. You have to sh- scream, actually, right? It's yeah. so loud inside. But um, in a uh, recreated reality, I think, you know, um, there are some assumptions mm-hmm. that we all agree that, oh, that's fine, you know. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever, yeah. right? I'm not, you know, objecting your point, but... I'm just pointing out that, you know, some portion of that belief is based on that assumption that we all yeah. agree. Yeah, we do. The problem, yeah. though, is when we get into more finicky concepts, mm-hmm. say something like romantic love. Right. Think about how that's changed and been depicted in yeah, the media yeah, over for the sure, time. Man. Mm-hmm. It's very different, even the way it's depicted now, Yeah. than it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, what constitutes a romantic entanglement with somebody. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's exciting that it's changing but it's so easy for us to see these things depicted mm-hmm. and then we just say, yep, that's what it should look like. That's how it's supposed to look. Right. Because the movie made me feel good. <laughs> it made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I want to be in love. <laughs> I love it. And then you realize, oh, shit, when I'm actually dealing with a human being who has problems right. and a different you know, background and all yeah. this other stuff, then you start having troubles and you realize, like, oh, fuck, this is nothing like yeah. I expected it was or thought it was going to be. And I think a lot of people, when they run into that, because they have no experience in that realm, mm-hmm. that they either roll with the punches and take a lot of damage or potentially cut it prematurely because it's yeah. not fitting the fairy tale. And that's a very difficult thing for anybody to navigate with any situation. Yeah. You know, you have an idea of what it was going to be like, and then you have the reality. <sighs> yeah. That's a problem, I think, right? If the depiction is too far from reality, I mean, that, I, let me let me rephrase it. That's okay. If the depiction of an art is different from reality, that's totally fine, as long as it serves in a, a certain way, as as long as it achieves its purpose, such as you know, like a feel good movies. You know, you don't don't take anything seriously. Just it's a feel good movie, but. I think a problem occurs when you try to project it into your own life, right? Yeah. Wrong expectations, for example, is one of the biggest problems of this incorrectly depicted reality, you know? Because that's nothing like reality, you know? You shouldn't have any expectation that a movie character has about their partner or, you know, person that they like. Then also, why are you adapting somebody else's expectation? Right. You didn't even arrive to the expectation yourself. Mm -hmm. How could you ever have the same expectation as somebody else in earnest if you're not that person? You can't. That's just not, it's not possible. I mean, you're not the same chemical composition, the same place in space and time. You're not that person. You cannot have the same expectation. Look, I can say we have these greater similar expectations. Oh, we both want romantic love. Mm -hmm. But the way in which that perpetuates itself becomes incredibly different with our backgrounds yeah you know and once we have an understanding and a respect for that then we can also move our expectation for that experience Mm -hmm. and then you get the experience and then again you shift the expectation i think a lot of times we keep going into the world into these experiences with an expectation based on the concepts we know yeah. And when it spits out the thing that doesn't agree with, again, the concept, mm-hmm. we say it didn't work. It failed. Yeah. Don't learn again. And then go out in the world and do it again. Rinse and repeat until you're fucking mad with failure. Yeah. Or you're broken out enough that you just accept whatever is given to you. Mm-hmm. You know? You f- forget you have willpower. Yeah. You forget you have an ability to express yourself. Yeah. And that's scary. But that's also the powerful thing about experiences. The more you get them... The more you have them, the more you become a little bit of a master of realizing that I can control a lot of aspects of the experience. Yeah. And those aspects are the ones of how do I feel about it? What do I do with this info? Yeah. Yeah. How you can grow from it. Yeah. Things like that. Right. I think there are like two, like just listening to what you're, what you've been saying about this experience, I, I kind of realized that there are two conflicting ideas that can be both beneficial like one the first one is that 
it is dangerous to go biased into an experience, you know, mm-hmm. because it can go wrong. Um, when you are biased, you can potentially ruin the experience, right? That's one aspect of it. But also, there's another aspect. I, I like to call it mature expectations or mature biases. Mm. Is that there are certain beneficial expectations or values or importances of experience that you you can go with. For yeah. example, you can be biased in that I know I don't know what this is going to give to me, but I know that if I'm willing to experience in the entirety of it, then I can it can the experience can be beneficial. I yes. can learn yeah. from it, right? Yeah. So there are two kind of maybe it is wrong to say bias um, for the latter, latter one, but kind of there are both thoughts that you can go into experience beforehand. Sure, right? sure. I would say that's a filter you create. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a value that mm-hmm. you create mm-hmm. that we're in this environment, the society we live in, the time period. That's not a value we're taught or given because yeah. it doesn't serve um, any type of structure or system that says the universe exists in a finite terms. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's only one reality. There's only one perception. This is the way the world is. Binary, black and white. That's why that value is not taught to us mm-hmm. because it challenges that norm and that convention instantly. Right. So I totally agree. I think you can come in with the bot and this is again the where we get, you know, mixed up with etymology and language, all that crap. But bias net naturally has a negative connotation. Yeah, but absolutely. the way you're using it right now, we're not using it in the negative sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you come in with the value that anything, any input, any material can be useful and beneficial. Mm-hmm. And thus, you're open to the experience because you know yeah. you can make use of it. You know, yeah. Even the bad ones. Like, how many times have I had a, I mean, you too, like, you know, a traditionally bad experience, mm-hmm. a negative experience, but actually is a great experience because your mindset's different. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this before, but running out of gas or something like that, I had to push my bike like a mile in the dark in Thailand, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be easy for somebody to be like, this is a bad thing. This is negative. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And lose their shit. I just laughed and pushed my bike. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a neat experience. Oh, yeah. I can hear everything. Yeah. Wow, it's actually really serene out here. Right. All because you come to it with the yeah. understanding that this experience, my interpretation, is mine. Yeah, exactly. Right. What then, will I do to serve me? With and then it? you had experienced that before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how you... Um, can experience that bad experience yeah, that way, right? Because you had experienced that, okay, even in bad situations, if I decide to, I can make it, you know, worthwhile. Um, yeah. Worth, right? So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Why let your, your stupid expectation rob you of a good time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think about that with a lot of things. Especially the situation that you have no control of, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the point of getting angry at your, you know, non-speaking bike, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no point of doing that. Yeah. It's ego, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. your ego saying, you're smarter than this? Yeah. You're so much better than this. You yeah. fuck up? What yeah, are you doing? you fucked it up. What yeah. are you doing? You know, I think we have tendency to do that um, on various degree, but we beat ourselves up all the time. All the time, actually. I Actually, I... Um, I don't know. I mean, we... Even though I feel that I'm walking the path I love and I'm living the life I love and all that, but there are still, you know, things that I'm disappointed in and um, things that I can't do better, you know, like that that mentality makes me think that, um, man, why did you do that? You know, you can do better. Like, I mean, of course, you can use it um, in a beneficial way more productive way but also just to realize that oh man maybe that's a, that is one of our innate tendencies yeah that, yeah we're we're subject to that you know to a degree yeah i mean i think uh, that's the unfortunate side of we sidetracked a little bit but, but we yeah. did we did but i think yeah. this is still important in regards to the power of experience mm-hmm. because it's the only other aspect of your life that challenges ego yeah like consistently challenges your ego 
And again, I think like you're saying, we could probably never get away from it Mm -hmm. because we can only experience things in contrast, right? Yeah. They're only in comparison to other things. Yeah. So I think whatever reason, evolutionary or otherwise, again, I don't know shit, guys. I'm just (laughs) spitting on here. But it seems like it would be necessary to develop the ego just so that we can recognize there are things outside of ourselves. Right. Right. You know, and there's the compare and the contrast. And eventually, I think you can train your ego, though, Mm -hmm. to serve you. Yeah. You know, uh, your of ego course. can be useful. I don't think we need to necessarily kill our egos altogether. We need to kill this common term, common idea of what the ego is, which mm-hmm. is this mostly negative thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also an incredibly valuable thing because when the ego speaks, it teaches you something. Yeah. Or you can learn from it. I mean, when you feel strong desire, say something like, you see somebody else doing something and you want Mm -hmm. to be able to do that thing or say you want the car they have. It'd be very easy to dismiss that as a negative value. Nietzsche talks about this, but what other things in life give you an instant indicator Mm -hmm. of your desire? Wow. I want to do that. Or I want to own that thing or whatever it is. I would try to regulate to things not to own because, you know, I'm not really into materialism, but it can be that for somebody Mm -hmm. could totally be, you know, I, I want that, man. I want that dream car. What does it take to get that dream car? You know? Yeah. There you go. There's maybe something that's important to you. Yeah. Maybe that classic car. Maybe that's part of your passion, your dream. Maybe that's part of the path you need to walk because it speaks to you and calls to you. Mm-hmm. Like most people don't see other people doing things like, man, I wish I could do that. And then earnestly go and do something to get it. Right? Unless it's really important to you wrestle with it wait why do i want this thing why do i care about that you know in my example why the fuck do i care about climbing this rock i mean what do i really want that for and then as you dig deeper into that thing you learn more about yourself you learn about more about your desires mm-hmm. and what you're willing to wrestle with and deal with to acquire those things and slowly but surely i think all these culminate and lead you to the path and are part of being on the path and you might already be on the path but you need experience to know that yeah yeah we're sure (laughs) you have any specific experiences that are ones Um, that would say life altering or yeah for sure man kind of changed life altering or um the greatest impact on my life for sure um similar to yours mine has to do with my mother biological mother um i you know, my realization that my, um, at the time, stepmother was not my mother, you know, I found out, found that out when I was like 16. And then, I mean, everything, I mean, it dictated my life that the discovery, that discovery dictated my life. I was, uh, I was a quiet kid. I was bullied even in elementary school. I was, um, I liked to read, you know, being outdoor, catching, you know, insects and dragonflies and, very quiet kid, um, and but after the discovery, I became very um, I completely took a uh, extreme turn. I became um, like fighting all the time and hanging out with um, those bad kids. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I, they're not bad. Traditional guys. sense, traditional in a yeah, traditional kids, sense. Yeah. They don't study. They like to go out and all that shit. Right? They're some of them are my you know closest friends today. But that discovery um, led me into a different path. So I didn't go to school. I mean, you know the story, right? Uh, And then I went to the military when I was 22. And before that, um, I mean, before that is not that important. But anyway, let me get this really just short, I guess. Um, And then... I guess really, it had a huge impact on my life um, until like two years ago. Yeah. Wow. I was. I think the biggest impact that I had from that is that because I realized when I was like twenty, so it was years after the discovery that I just life is all like I'm. I'm just so alone. Yeah. I'm going to be alone. I like to be alone. And I'm, I'm totally okay with being alone. You yeah. know, I think that was my defense mechanism that, you know, it's okay. Nobody loves you. You know, it's okay. 
you don't have mother that's fine what I felt that the strongest was when I was in the military uh, in the boot camp after like six weeks of training were first given with pen and paper and then they tell you to write a letter to your most loved one right like 99 out of 100 guys write letters to their mother 99 out of 100 yeah the most yeah, of them I believe it the uh, the one percent is me basically I didn't know who to who to write to I didn't know yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anyone yeah. so I just wrote a letter to my uh, at the time a girlfriend ex-girlfriend but that's when I really realized that oh shit this is so common having a mother and having that love for their mother is so common I didn't know that yeah. I hadn't known that before yeah um, so I think that's what made me like t- to become very cold less emotional you know um, okay okay to not to have friends okay to not to have a romantic partner and yeah but like two years ago was it two years ago last year my first uh, mushroom year, trip yeah. That's when I uh, really realized that, wow, that was all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't explain how, but I think it was through that experience of my past, all the events that happened in the past, I went through them like in a, in a minute or so. Wow. all of them most of them at least all those yeah. sad moments and you know being alone and things like that and I realized that oh, it's not your fault yeah so I guess those are the two like combined in a way um, the most important experiences I've ever had yeah man isn't that crazy that you know the term it's not your fault <laughs> so many people need to hear that yeah, like, dude, where you're at in your life, yeah. uh, most of you like a lot of it's not your fault. It's not like it's you've not. just been a response. You've been a machine mm-hmm. that's been programmed to only respond. And guess what? The programming sucks, man. It's not yeah. designed with you in mind. Mm-hmm. It's designed to maintain society and specific structures. Yeah. Um, and again, a lot of those things just hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, only because you didn't choose them. Like that is literally all it is. Because yeah. you didn't have any say in the matter. And I mean, what a freeing thing, though. You know, bittersweet for sure. Because like I've arrived to that. You know, same feeling with a lot of stuff is. Oh, you just didn't know, man. You didn't know. Yeah. You know, but the second you do know and you start realizing, it's a call to action. Mm-hmm. Well, now oh, I yeah, know for sure. And. I hate to even say it's a call to action because <laughs> it's so powerful in the sense that I don't even feel like I have a choice. Yeah. Like, I just have to. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. There's always things we can improve upon. And I'm not saying I'm, like, the fucking master or the expert. But mm-hmm. at least now I'm aware enough right. that, that to that, you know, supposed call to action that it's so much easier to engage with it. Yeah. And then my expectation is different because I have the experience. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel in a way a little bit unfortunate that I came to the conclusion and understanding so late in my life because I really truly believed that the set of ideas that I had was based on my decisions. I really thought that. I really thought that this is all based on my decisions, my personal experience. I'm strong. And I, I even... I was even proud of myself. See, look at what happened to you, but you're strong, man. You're strong physically. You're strong mentally. You don't give in easily. I mean, I always thought that that's like my biggest, you know, qualities. Yeah. But then I realized that you did all that to justify that you were not loved, you know? Yeah. Amazing the things we put on to just deal with the the wounds right you know yeah. i mean i think that's what they really are they're they're wounds and we're so unaware because of how tremendous and deep the wounds are mm-hmm. that we really do try to bandage yeah in any way it's almost like our ego knows or our psyche knows that 
if we actually acknowledge the damage we took, mm-hmm. we might die. Yeah. Like that might kill you. Yeah. Um but that's the the amazing thing about again, the psyche and just the human mind. We do forget things and those strong signals and inputs become less. And then when we can step away and actually interpret them and see them for what they are, yeah. You know, a little bit more removed with more understanding, kind of like you're saying with the mushroom trip is we realize how all necessary they also are mm-hmm. to learn and you become almost thankful for them. Yeah. You're like, Oh man, I'm glad I've said this a lot, you know, like I'm, I feel fortunate to have lost my mom and all the bad things in my life yeah. from the traditional sense. Like I'm so happy they have happened because mm-hmm. I've learned in such deep and meaningful ways that you can never ever learn from a good thing. Yeah. You know, a traditional good thing. I'm not saying they're one's necessarily better than the other. They have their pros and cons. But if you're always playing it safe to avoid these traditional bad things, you're probably missing out on the only valuable not only valuable, but the, some of the biggest, most meaningful learning experiences in yeah. your life. That's right. what you really risk by not experiencing. Mm-hmm. You risk fucking almost everything because like i said there's a few circumstances and experiences in my life that i can say extremely speak to me and are part of who my identity is you know yeah for sure and for my case um i had had like you did you know the same place the therapy place uh yeah i know crazy yeah and then I, I gained a lot from the therapy. Actually, yeah. I thought that, oh, I'm all good now. <laughs> <laughs> because I had that similar sense, yeah. the similar feeling through that uh, sessions. Um, I came to the feeling, final feeling that, okay, it's not my fault, man. I mean, I, I became to have more uh, sympathy and yeah. empathy by myself. But the mushroom trip, how, it was, how um, different it was, was that I almost could look at myself... Uh, as a third person yeah. like that was the biggest difference so the previous uh, therapy helped me a lot don't get me wrong um, but the mushroom trip really it was just completely different experience though like the, un- the level of understanding through that was again like I could see myself almost as a third person and I felt sorry for him yeah. <laughs> well I think you know that, I mean? yeah yeah dude totally know so that mean. like understanding from the therapy yeah the feelings all that were true and it was in the right direction for sure but i could not quite get there to the final point the over which i could finally be free of all those bad feelings right wow yeah so i just wanted to point that out yeah Yeah. Uh, it's funny because i think what mushrooms do <laughs> for the experience, <laughs> it's tricky. but I mean it's true though. I mean, yeah, no, it's entirely yeah. true. Very for, powerful experience. So think about it. Most of our ideas and our concepts, mm-hmm. even our experiences, are still built upon this foundational idea yeah. that there's only some inputs that go into basically the outcomes of everything. When you're on mushrooms, you have this profound sense of overwhelming amount of input, but also this cohesion, yeah, this universal cohesion and understanding. And you're kind of overwhelmed because it's like, holy shit, I, my entire world, everything you believe, think, and thought has been believed and grounded in this. Like, this is why you need the experience of mushrooms because I'm trying to explain it and it's so yeah. hard. Everything we've experienced up until that moment, until you have this overwhelming sense and mm-hmm. realization that there's an infinite amount of inputs and we're only interpreting a few. It breaks those chains that made you think, mm-hmm. I am who I am because of these incidences I can only recall with my memory. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're so much more than you can ever recall with your memory. Yeah, for sure. Every single thing you've ever eat, everything you've ever breathed, mm-hmm. you know, every thought you've had, you're all these things. And here you are saying you're this because of these handful of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how misrepresentative. You've miscategorized yourself mm-hmm. almost so much so that you could you even say that like you were really a human being up to that point i mean i don't know if i could I, I i'm still trying to learn how to be human right you know i'm so much more than the things i can account for yeah you know and so much of my reality is more than i count for 
you know, how dare I to try to sit here with my ego and regulate it to, yeah. you know, it's this thing, it's that thing, this thing. And I think that's why the path with heart and sharing this message to other people mm-hmm. is not binding people to the five things in my hand. That I say, this is what is important. Yeah. What's important for you is imp- different for me. Yeah. What's important to me is different for you. They're all different. We're all different. Mm-hmm. And there's so much value in all those differences. Yeah. Don't let somebody lie to you and say your value is not important just yeah. because it doesn't line up with fucking the guy next door. Yeah. Like, what are you guys, what are we doing? You know, that there's no room for love and understanding mm-hmm. in a system that can't be explained Yeah. by other people's experiences. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's the power of mushroom right there. I think that's why it's so helpful with mm-hmm. PTSD, all these therapeutic applications. Yeah. Because for time, the first time you do it, and you know, again, this varies with people, obviously, mm-hmm. depending how severe their condition is. But over time, it really <laughs> under right. You know, I'm just. <laughs> it, uh, I was going to say, yeah, like you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need lots of experiences to break it down. You know, I'm fucked right. up. So <laughs> to remove mm-hmm. these concepts that we've yeah. created our worldview in. So like this whole, our today's discussion on experience, the importance of it, is really closely related to our last episode. Yeah. You know, imposed ideas. And I mean, we didn't dedicate the entire episode on that, but... We talked about we've been talking about these imposed ideas and embedded ideas and why they're dangerous and why we need to get rid of them all that and i've mentioned this in in relation to experience last time but anyway the point is you need experiences you need experiential knowledge to get rid of those imposed ideas right those imposed ideas have been embedded to us uh, through various various ways um, I think largely through education I'm not saying I'm not shedding on education by the way education there are good parts of education but largely all those ideas were injected to us you know we didn't have any choice right yeah. and there are a lot of good parts of it I'm not saying you know every existing idea everything that we learn are bad things I think Fundamentally, what is bad, potentially could be bad, is that because we didn't critically evaluate them, you know? We didn't gauge them. We didn't, we didn't decide whether or not this... We didn't experience those ideas. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. We, were just, we just absorbed them, right? Mm-hmm. And then largely, today's human beings are how they are. They are made of those imposed ideas, yeah. you know? And then the only way to get to your personal revelation is through experience, yeah. You know, that's the only way. Yeah, I mean, truly. And just the level of fulfillment that it can bring you mm-hmm. by having that clarity. Yeah. You know, it's... I wish I could convey that in a better sense. But, I mean, look at We're doing this fucking podcast. Yeah. We're making no money. We left six-figure jobs. <laughs> We've. I'm just saying we're willing to sacrifice right. and give up so much for such a on the outside may look mm. like a stupid 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 concept yeah. or stupid ideology or this weird fucking meta hippie bullshit yeah you know i, I can totally understand how this might look like that mm-hmm. and again nobody may ever hear this but yeah we're out here living it and loving it so yeah i mean it that that revelation alone has changed us immensely right And I think people are capable of obtaining revelation, personal revelation, through other means. I think it's possible, totally possible. But it is very hard. It is very hard because you don't even know. In order to do so, without experience, you have to be able to distinguish between your ideas and imposed ideas. What's been, you know, um, what's been... Between basically what's been proved to be yours and not yours. Yeah. Right? It is possible. I mean, you have to start with that first distinction. But how do you do that if you don't know? (laughs) You you know what I mean? Experience gives you that uh, distinction very clearly. 
yeah. because you you experience it. There's no other choice there, yeah. you know. Yeah. But other means, are, I think, are possible as well. It's just so. really hard. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, it can be difficult. Yeah. The cool thing though is, you can definitely build your life and who you are the way you want to be. You mm-hmm. know, you can be the character in your story, mm-hmm. the character you're proud of, the character yeah. you're fucking stoked to be. Yeah. Be that badass. Yeah. Be that person. You're given an opportunity in every singular moment to do it. And guess what? You got to keep questioning it. Like, am I doing this for the right reasons? Yeah. And those right reasons vary for you, and they're going to vary for every person. Yeah. But be brave enough. Just ask why. I think that's the big part. Our ego is afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't fucking start asking me questions. Just be pissed off. <laughs> How dare you? Who do you think right. you are? You know, we're ruled by even aspects of our ego. Like, yeah. that's the real power system. You know, the real control mm-hmm. is this ego forcing a narrative down our throats. Yeah. And we dare not even think to question it. And then you realize, oh, maybe I can be friends with my ego. Build a relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Get humbled, man. Yeah. It's fucking amazing to eat humble pie. Yeah. Tastes delicious. Right. Reminds you of what you are, who you are, what you're capable of. And, yeah, maybe you're uncomfortable with who you are right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're uncomfortable with your abilities. But then you get a second to think, like, I wonder if I can improve them. Mm-hmm. Can I be better? Can I? Can I? And then you're prompted with a question. Dare you rise to the occasion? You fucking going to rise to the challenge? You going to do this or what? Yeah. And nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck if you do it or not. The only yeah. person that actually cares in a real meaningful way is yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so stop trying to put the expectation on somebody else to give it to you. Like, mm-hmm. are you living the life you want to live? Are you doing what you want to do? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, are you taking steps to change that? The answer is no. Are you even alive? <laughs> yeah. Just living organisms, right? Yeah. A lot of people live that way as just organisms. Yeah. You know, react, eat, shit. Next day, the same shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nobody, we don't want that for anybody. And that's yeah. the thing. We're not calling out a group of individuals or a group of individuals, a group of people, blah, blah, blah. We're not targeting anybody. We're mm-hmm. not targeting a specific ideology or anything. We're just saying this seems to be the case with everybody. Yeah. All of us. We've been there. We're still there in some aspects, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about very fundamental, you know, aspect of human beings. Yeah. Right? Yeah, nobody's free from this idea that none of us today is free from ideologies, you know, imposed ideas. I mean, even you look at the the most prominent government form today democracy right we grew up learning that this is the best government form right i mean shouldn't change but this has been only what (sighs) maybe four millennium yeah Yeah, like the invention of democracy yeah i mean yeah the u.s is only over a couple hundred years old and i mean yes u.s version of it but yeah, even from Greece, I mean, it's been only four, four millenniums or, yep. or so, right? And I think about how different those people were. Their democracy looked incredibly different than ours. Yeah. I mean, look at their culture. Mm-hmm. Very different, so. But that's sort of, uh, that's one of the great, great examples yeah. of uh, imposed ideas that yeah. we just take it for granted. Yeah. We if, take it as truth. <sighs> yep. I mean, even right now, mm-hmm. we're imposing ideas upon you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're having this idea is being imposed upon you. Right. That's why we're saying, yo, don't even fucking believe us. Yeah. Challenge this shit. Yeah, challenge them, evaluate them continuously, right? Yeah. And then leave that room open that you could be wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, if could. you're you, if you're made up of a set of fixed ideas, then what are you tomorrow? Right? You're nothing but you yesterday, uh-huh. right? So be open. I think that's one of the approaches that we ha- uh, we have in our lives today. That not you know, in addition to the possibility that we could be wrong, but also we're open to new ideas, right? Yeah. Because we've experienced them before. We experience the new ideas and then realize that oh, this is different from my previous values, but this is very valuable. Could be very valuable to my life, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's why experience is important. It's one of the best ways to discover new ideas, yeah. new values, right? Yeah. Because it's the one, yeah, it's one of the few places where you actually can, like, put on a new hat 
mm-hmm. and be somebody a little different with new values new yeah when you're in a new experience you can try to change it up a little bit yeah I don't want to time but I think we're reaching the end of this episode anyway so yeah we're an hour in yeah I wish uh, the discussion was we I wish we could cover more um, on this topic because it's one of the most important ideas that we have today, uh, the importance of experience. But maybe we can do part two um, next time. But I think, um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in today, guys, yeah. to our Thank live guys. show on the <laughs> theory of living. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Get out there. Next time. Enjoy experience.